You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 216 of the Make It British podcast. So there's been a lot in the news recently about the rising cost of living and inflation, energy prices going up and taxes going up. But what does this actually mean for your business? You're probably starting to see suppliers that are raising their prices, things like raw materials, because the cost of commodities like cotton have apparently gone up by over 100%. And sustainable materials like organic cotton and recycled polyester are in such huge demand that the actual lack of availability has increased their market value as well. And I'm also hearing that packaging prices have shot up because of the Amazon effect and how many people are shopping online and everyone wants to use paper now to do their packaging rather than plastic. So it's seen packaging prices going up as well. So you're probably being hit by all of this at the moment. And if you're importing anything from overseas, you're no doubt being hit by the rising costs of freight and shipping. So if you're working on tight profit margins already, you're probably wondering, how the heck am I going to absorb these extra costs and still make any money? Can you pass them on to your customers at a time when they're already feeling the pinch? So what I thought I'd do in today's episode is talk to you about how you can manage these increased costs. And we're also going to hear from other businesses that make in the UK, from both the brand side and the manufacturing and supplier side, and hear what they're doing in terms of price increases and whether they're putting their prices up. I touched briefly on rising costs in the first episode of this year when I talked about the trends, the big trends that were going to affect UK-made brands this year. And it's inevitable that everyone across the board, whether you're sourcing in the UK or you're sourcing from overseas, is going to have to review their costs this year and that you're going to have to keep an eye on your prices closely. So for a start, I want to say do not panic. Everyone is in the same boat. In fact, this week I ran a poll on LinkedIn and I posed the question as to how businesses that manufacture in the UK are dealing with the rising costs. And I also asked them whether they'd be passing this increase onto their customers and if so, by how much. And at the time of recording this podcast, there's been about 80 votes on that poll already and the results were really interesting, although not surprising. So out the people that responded so far only 10% said that they wouldn't be putting their prices up. The remaining 90% said that they would be raising their prices this year and a whopping 45% said that the price increase would be 10% or more. And eight of them said that they'd actually be raising their prices by more than 20%. 
So the poll is ongoing and at the time of this episode going out, there's still a couple of days left to vote and there will no doubt be more votes on there by the time you look at it. So I'm going to put the link to the poll that's on LinkedIn into the show notes of this podcast, which you'll find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 216. So that even if you're listening to this in the past and after voting has closed, you'll get to see what the final results were. It's also well worth reading the comments that the businesses have left on there. So some great discussions about how people feel about the rising prices and the impact it's going to have on their businesses. So do take a look. So before I get on to what you can do about the rising costs and how you can help mitigate them in your business, I first want to give you some of the thoughts shared by Make It British members when we held a member roundtable discussion on rising prices last week so that you get an idea that your business, if you make in the UK, you are not alone. And there are actually quite a few positives to be had here. So some of the members are brands selling UK-made products and others are on the supplier side and are UK manufacturers. So it's really interesting to hear it from both perspectives. So firstly, let's hear from Oliver Musto. He's one of the directors of PrintFab, which is a digital fabric printing business in Faversham in Kent and they supply many small businesses that make in the UK. All our suppliers, without exception, are pushing up their prices. Our transport costs are uh, increasing massively. We haven't passed that on to our customers yet. So we're still using stock that we bought sort of a year ago, but it's, it's almost inevitable. The materials and the cost of getting it here is, is really increasing the cost. So we've held off so far, but it's inevitable that the prices are probably going to have to go up. Helen Bristol is the founder of Thimble, a CMT factory in Somerset that specialises in making homeware. She sees the rising cost of importing goods that are made overseas as a benefit to UK manufacturers like herself. Lots of my customers, everything's gone up, thread, fabric, um, you know, transportation. And yet they are still really, really scared to put their prices up. I haven't put my labour prices up because um, I don't necessarily need to because we pay above the living wage. I know living wage today is £9.50, but I pay above that. But interestingly, what's really good for us is because the container price has gone up ridiculously, that's actually been quite good for our business because obviously people want more made in the UK. It's just sourcing, which is a nightmare. Anila Preston owns an alpaca farm in the hills of Exmoor called the British Alpaca Fashion Company. They've got a design studio and knitwear production facility on the farm and they make high-end knitwear from their own alpaca fleece. They supply to many high-end brands and designers, but Anila is seeing resistance from her customers to accept any increase in prices this year. Our problem is we are the actual supplier and uh, the the, the designers or the you know shops who buy from us don't want to pay any more. So we can't put any prices up at all. And the work doesn't change. I mean, Sammy's here. We look after the alpacas and she's busily manufacturing, but we find that designers give us a price and we have to work to it now. Um, it's not bad. I mean, we would like to get more, but I think because the process is in the UK, it hasn't really affected us because animals are not okay, the feed might cost more and uh, uh, slightly, but it's not sort of because we don't import any part of it. We are not affected. So we can keep our prices constant. And I guess that's why we talk about make it British, you know, and keeping the process here because we have a lot more control. Uh, yes, we can increase our profit margins, but we are not doing that now. 
So that's an interesting point from Manila because she's actually in a really good position in that everything she does is totally 100% from the UK. The fleece comes from her alpacas on her farm. So she's less affected by rising costs than other companies might be. But Helen from Thimble takes a different view in terms of passing on costs to her customers. Quite rightly, I think that it's only fair that a manufacturer does pass on some of the increased costs. Otherwise, how can supplier and customer both retain viable businesses? Here's what Helen has to say. I've had exactly the same problems. Um, my customers have come to me and said, you know, because all the raw materials have gone up, we cannot absorb any extra costs. So your prices can't go up. But I'm sorry, if my prices go up, they go up. They can't tell me not to put it up because what, what am I going to do? Work for nothing? I don't think so. And as long as I think you have a good relationship with them and you justify why you're putting it up, if they don't understand, then that, that's just not fair. If they do, then great, you can carry on. So a fair point from Helen there in terms of manufacturers raising their prices. Dawn Clark is a founder of Dawn Clark Designs, which makes beautiful special occasion dresses for children. Due to the rising costs of sustainable fabrics, she's found that there's actually now a sacrifice to be made between choosing materials that are environmentally friendly or passing on those costs to her customers. I'm looking at eco fabrics at the moment and the price comparisons are ranging from £15 per metre for a regular fabric that, that's in the remit of what I'm looking for. Eco ones, £30 a metre for eco. I mean, that is an incredible difference. And of course, you know, this is affecting my spending. And as they say in the trade, you cut your cloth according to your budget. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So for now, I'm going to have to forfeit my dreams of recycled fabrics for regular fabrics. But in order to keep supporting the British economy, I will try and get the fabric sourced from UK suppliers wherever possible I can and continue my journey of using British manufacturers. And if not, it, it will need to be imported. And sadly, yes, this will be passed on to my customers. So an interesting point from Dawn there about the decision that needs to be made between choosing environmentally friendly fabrics and actually not having to raise her prices by a huge amount because seeing those prices being double is quite a big jump. Now, Elizabeth Braddock is the founder of Pitch Socks. And as an online retailer, she's been hit badly by the rising cost of packaging. But she can see how the rising cost of shipping has a benefit for those that manufacture locally. I uh, buy boxes out of Sheffield, handmade recycled staple boxes, and, and they went up by 20 to 30 percent. And I hadn't ordered it since last year. It was quite incredible. And then uh, I buy print out of Nottingham and that went up by about 15 percent. And that was only just yesterday. My new ranges are coming out within the next six weeks and I'm thinking about how to communicate that to my customers. I've got to communicate that really carefully and be creative and still entice people in. Elizabeth's thoughts are shared by Catherine Orpin. She's the founder of Touch of Tweed, a country and coastal clothing brand that sells sustainable sweatshirts and leather belts that are all made in the UK. Although Catherine has seen her supplier prices rising, She's seeing this as an opportunity for smaller brands to offer better value than the high street. Just this week, we've announced we're putting the prices of our belts up because our, the cost of leather and the buckles, which come from Abbey England, are significantly increasing. So my leather crafter can't absorb it anymore. So he's got to pass it on to me. I can't absorb it, so I need to pass it on. So I've just put it out on social media and newsletters to warn people that they've got like a week or two before they go up. So if you want to grab it at the price it is now to do so, 
but not just with us. I've been sort of keeping my BDI on some of the bigger sort of more high street brands. I've noticed their prices are creeping up and they haven't said anything via newsletters or social media. And actually, I think that's a good thing because I've noticed quite a lot of their products aren't made in the UK. They're made overseas. And some of their prices for similar products to our jumpers are matching my prices now, whereas I'm obviously have always been and will be made in the UK. So I think if I need to, I'm then going to have space to move my products up because we're UK made and they're not. So I can only see that if the big players have to put their prices up and they're not going to tell their customers, it will look good on us smaller businesses because if we have the forefront to warn them and tell them and then we can move up to be higher than them because we're a premium product, I think it might actually do us good. And here, Elizabeth concurs with what Catherine has said in terms of the value and service that small businesses provide compared to big retailers and supermarkets. Just the same as Catherine said, you know, keeping an eye on my competitors and the brands from America or, or Europe, I'm sitting on the same um, price level as them. But now I'm seeing their prices rising too, and they're not made in England. I also think the delivery and the service people do recognise from the UK, from a small independence. You know, the service, you, you, you can place the order and send it out the same day, and it can be to your customer which is what I do. And I regularly get people saying, that's great. I've got the product. I, I can't believe it's there. And, and they'll phone me up and say, because of that, I'll order a bit more. Or do you have a gift box? Or they'll ask a bit more about the range. And then it becomes engaging and you tell them the story and you have that hook. You don't have that hook with the supermarket. You, you don't. And we are so woefully different to the supermarkets. We, we're engaging, we have compassion, we are there at the end of the phone. But my customer really appreciates that. And, you know, quality they will buy because it does last. I think it's really interesting what Elizabeth says about the supermarket and the difference between buying a product from a small business right now rather than from the big companies. There's a service that small businesses can offer that far outweighs price for many customers. And my hope is that for many people... When they come to feel the pinch in their pockets from the rising cost of living this year, they're actually going to switch to buying less and making more careful purchasing decisions, which will actually play into the hands of small businesses that make in the UK. As Oliver from Primfab says here, if the current demand he is seeing is anything to go by, brands that make in the UK are doing really well at the moment. Uh, the volumes going for our printers at the moment are anything to judge by, which are increasing week on week. More people are buying the products that our customers are making, which just suggests that, if anything, it seems to be getting, um, getting a lot busier for UK manufacturers. So what can you take away for your business from all of this? Well, certainly if you make in the UK, you can take solace in the fact that you're probably in a better position than those that make overseas right now. But that doesn't mean you should be complacent. Here are my six tips for how to deal with the price increases. So number one have the confidence to raise your prices. If your prices remain the same, then you're actually going to be devaluing your business. If you stand still right now, you're actually going backwards. Number two, be transparent with your customers. Explain why your prices are going up and offer them the opportunity to buy from you before you raise your prices. Number three, keep tracking your costs. How much costs are going to rise by seems like a bit of a moving feast at the moment. 
So make sure that you continue to track all of your costs, your raw material costs, your supplier costs, and make sure that you've got enough profit margin to cover the impact of any sudden changes. Number four, be mindful of what your competitors are doing. They may not have raised their prices yet, but they're probably going to be doing so in the near future. Knowing where the market is going is really important to make sure that you remain competitive, but that you don't undersell yourself. Number five, be original. Create products that can't be found anywhere else. That way, your products can't easily be priced compared to others. If you sell products that customers can't get anywhere else, they're going to have less reason to swap to a cheaper option. And number six, articulate your value. Make sure that all of your messaging clearly communicates the value of your products. The fact that they're made in the UK, the quality of the materials, that they're made by a small business. This is not the time to try and compete on price. It's time to offer great value. The two are very different. So I hope that you found this episode of the Make It British podcast useful. I'd love to hear your thoughts on pricing. So drop me a DM on Instagram at Make It British to share your thoughts. Or why don't you add to the conversation on the LinkedIn poll that I talked about? The link to which I'm going to pop in the show notes for this podcast, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 216. So that's it for me this week. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Friday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. Many of the interviews that you hear on series four of this podcast are also available to watch on our YouTube channel. You can find it by going to youtube.com forward slash Make It British LTD. That's Make It British with the letters LTD. Bye bye.